At the end of the the day, we need to offer a ridiculously high level of service. We need to brand ourselves in our local community as being willing to do that. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 140 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, we're talking Zillow becoming brokerage. I mean, what else is new? Everybody's talking about that. We're always talking about Zillow. Talking about the social dilemma. Yes. Racket number two. And then uh, we have an amazing marketeer of the week. The biggest surf park is coming soon. To Florida, biggest surf park of all time, bigger than the one in Australia. I don't know it, that I like your new one. technique here. You're disclosing all of our topics because yeah, now people are like, you know what? I'm good. Well, I'm if off. I just want to go, you just uh, lost them. Bye, guys. That, and that's the real word. <laughs> think, first of all, <laughs> let's let's break this down, Nicole. Every single successful YouTuber does this. We are not successful YouTubers. We, we are, are just not YouTubers. <laughs> so maybe we should start doing this, and then we'll become successful. Maybe YouTubers. All right. Uh, Does anybody even listen? Is anybody out there? They're out there. Put it in the comments if you're out there. (laughs) If you're on Inman, you can say Inman. If you're on YouTube, say YouTube. All right. Inman article number one, uh, Patrick Kearns, Zillow to hire agents as employees for iBuyer transactions. So people saw this headline. This came out right after we did the show last week. Mm -hmm. And people said, oh my God, it's happening. What they said they'll never do, they're doing. They are becoming a broker. If you were paying attention in the last 18, 24 months or watching this show, if you were really out there watching this show, you would know that we already said, because Zillow said it themselves, they are collecting broker's license right now throughout the country as part of their flex program, right? Where they're now accepting referral fees. It was Mm -hmm. interesting. Somebody, a real estate agent in my feed off of last week's topic, when we were talking about, should you disclose referral fees? Somebody in my Instagram comments said, uh, well, why would you do that with Zillow? It is a pay to play. No, no, no. Hello, you're in real estate. You don't know what's going on. Zillow's doing referral fees now. So well, it's not pay yeah. to play. But not everywhere like, yet. So maybe she's... Basically everywhere. Yeah? I mean, basically everywhere. If you are in a market that has transactions, it is basically Zillow Flex now. They call it the Flex Hybrid. Mm-hmm. They're letting the, the agents that they're weaning off right. still pay to play. Yeah. And then they're having these growth partners where they do the referral fees. Right. Zillow doesn't want you to pay to play anymore. They want to do the referral fees, which is why they've been collecting these right. broker licenses. Be- and we've gotten into this many times, but they don't want to work with everybody because not everybody offers the level of service right. they want to the end consumer. Absolutely. So that's why they're doing the referral fee. And in order to get the referral fee in every state, Zillow Flex, they had to get these brokerage license. Now, what they're saying here with this news is mm-hmm. that they are hiring agents as employees. So they're going to make licensed agents now W-2 employees to mm-hmm. handle their Zillow deals. Zillow right. offers the Zillow transaction. Zillow buys a home from the homeowner. Right. They paint it, do whatever. They put it back on the market. A Zillow employee is going to handle that process. What they said too was that they have found that having a W-2 employee rather than an independent contractor, like majority of real estate agents in the industry, uh, has been basically a more uh, consistent process 
for the end consumer. And it'll bar them from engaging in any other real estate well, activity outside yeah, I mean, basically, of the scope of their work at Zillow. What they're saying there, and that, that's a good well, point. Well, but we've always talked about that though too. Even just like within the team, like does it make sense to have them as employees? Will they like... Well, because here's the thing. This line right here is very interesting. Real estate agents that are um, independent contractors, they're entrepreneurs. They got into that business to be an entrepreneur. Right. Now they're saying... This is going to bar them from engaging in any other real estate activity because they're a Zillow employee. So obviously right. they can do that mm -hmm. because agents will chase after the next shiny object. It's like, oh my gosh, Squirrel. start a staging company. Oh my gosh, start a painting company. Oh my gosh, uh, home improvement. Oh my gosh. Well, this. oh my gosh. That. But, oh my gosh, but it this. also is saying out of their work at Zillow. So they're also not necessarily even able to put like mom's house on their the real market. estate. If you're going to be an employee of Zillow, your real estate work is going to flow through that employment. Right. You're not going to go be starting these other, right. these other businesses. It's, it's kind of like, and basically really what they're looking at is you're going to work on our transactions. You're not going to go and work on this buyer deal or, or take this listing over here that's not right. a Zillow one property. Right. They wanna right. have this consistent right. approach. But okay. Well, which again, for some agents maybe is a relief because then they don't have to go after the, the business. The business is, I mean, they're just getting a, they're just getting a paycheck yeah. now. So I they're, mean, they're gonna be listed by these employees rather than the local brokerage and listed on the MLS. Hmm. Now, hmm. here's a couple of things. If you don't think that Zillow will scale this deeper into the future based off of this having high success now, you're kidding yourself. Right. When Zillow first came out, they were an ads platform. They have completely shifted here since Spencer Raskoff is no longer running the show and Rich Barton again is running the show. Rich says, we are a marketplace now. We're a marketplace. Okay, so this is where people come to transact where before it was a place for agents to buy ads. So they're a marketplace, they've said that, they've stated that clearly in 2019. Now as they continue to grow into a marketplace, if this works where their employees are doing a great job and they're having trouble getting their growth partners, their flex partners to update the app and right. do all these things that agents just literally aren't doing well, then- Or to convert. Then they'll start to do like they did in 2019, pilot markets of flex, they'll start to do pilot markets, potentially, of having their employees Well, I'll be business. honest, I mean, based on this, I don't think it's potentially, I mean. It's, right, and you could I say mean, it's just gonna happen. This now, is happening. Now, I think, we've, I don't wanna go a whole, whole number of ways here. I think you should be focused on it being a lead pillar for you, meaning Zillow, but not your entire business. So that's just a whole nother discussion. You go back to past videos. Right. on that. The big part of this news is not what's coming in the future. How many employees is Zillow going to have running real estate transactions? The big news on this is Zillow just bought the MLS without having to buy the MLS. Right. Think about it. Well, yeah. What have we always said? Zillow's, we're giving them the data for free. Well, now being a broker in 50 states and signing up to the 600 20 MLSs, however many there are right now, as we sit here in, in the end of 2020, Zillow has the right, they're going to join National Association of Realtors. Of course. So if you have a, um, you know, if you have a bone to pick with Zillow, if you have an ethical complaint, you could take them to an ethics uh, hearing. They're going to be a realtor. Right. So Zillow is going to be National Association of Realtors. They're going to be in the MLS. They don't have to steal the data. 
We're just going we're to feeding it, to it directly to them. <laughs> we always have, have the, been. They're going to have the best information now. Well, and it's going to be the MLS most thorough. Food. I mean, yes. it's going to be the entire U.S. MLS. I, I think they started getting these broker licenses because of flex and because of buying homes. And then I, I believe the light just went well, off. Well, I think they saw a weak spot. I mean, there is a little bit of a weak spot in, yeah. in, in, in the real estate industry. I mean, it's 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 like prehistoric. Let's just go and hook up to the to the MLS. That's the biggest news. They are now going to be part of NAR and they are going to have direct feed from the MLS. So their data is going to be good. You can't you can't now go around and no, say talking how slow uh, it is or yeah. delayed they are or it's just not how much be, information they don't have. It's not going to be true. Jay Thompson, who of course everybody knows online has always been on Facebook forums and private, you know, groups and all of this talking about Zillow. And he's, you know, there's a lot of people that were, I guess were writing him. You can, we'll link up his article as well on Inman, uh, where he writes that you're missing the point with the Zillow news. He writes that, Hey, a lot of people are coming back on me saying, I said Zillow would never be a brokerage. And you know, he, he's going back in time and, and all this kind of stuff. But he makes the same point that I'm talking about now where Zillow is going to become a member of the MLSs. It's going to join NAR. This is, and people are screaming for NAR to ban their membership, for MLSs mm -hmm. to lock their feed. And listen, if Zillow is going to be a broker in-house transactions, then yes, it should join MLS and NAR. But it is now just basically, whether you look at them as just doing the referral fee mm -hmm. and taking 35% of all these buy-side transactions, they are the biggest broker in everybody's market. Absolutely. Well, okay. I mean, that's, and that's not anything new. And listen, they've got more money than any brokerage. Open Door, by the way, they just got another uh, infusion of cash. They're now valued at $4.8 billion. They're bigger valuation-wise than any brokerage right now as well. Mm. Like the landscape's changing here, Wildly. folks. So, and Jay goes on to sum his points up uh, with the fact that Basically, you've got to, uh, you know, offer a higher level of service. Right. He talks about his own experience in buying home, how difficult it is, how much it sucks. Like he didn't enjoy buying a house. It's a hard process. He says that the agent job is hard as well. Mm -hmm. But unless we like just suck it up agents and realize it's a hard job, clients can be difficult at times. At the Most end of the, of the day, we need to offer a ridiculously high level of service. We need to brand ourselves in our local community as being willing to do that. We also have to be a little bit more professional in the way we get clients. Like they want information. They want to, to have the data, the education. They want to know somebody that knows their market inside and out that can actually offer them advice and not just open a door. Zillow's going to have employees that can open plenty of doors. Right. You don't want to be that type of agent. Right. You want to be the obvious agent of choice because you have the information and you have the biggest brand in your market. And Jay's right on the money on that when he sums it up. Offer a higher level of service. This is what every move Zillow makes, that's what it's all about them offering a higher level of service than the individual agent can. I'm not worried about this news. You don't look worried. I'm not worried. No, no I mean, because you're building a brand locally. Well, it just, it kind of is what it, it's, if it's not Zillow, it's going to be. It'll be somebody Shmo else. Shmolo and. Shmolo. Yeah, Shmolo. By Nicole White, the yeah, Shmolo brand. And then it's going to be the other agent that just got their license. That's yeah. like, it's just, it's always well, going to be somebody. You just, you keep, stop sitting around. That's the other agent the that just line. got their license is going to have a tough time. 
the individual agent's going to have a really hard time unless you're super high-end luxury. I'm talking the median price points here in most markets. They're going to have a very tough time competing with the teams that are growth partners with Zillow, companies like Zillow, companies like Open Door, companies like Redfin. Where does that individual agent on an indie broker fit in full-time trying to make real money in about five years? They don't. All right, racket number two. That's not a racket. Heard it here first. Racket number two. I haven't watched this documentary. You have. I've been telling you, you gotta watch it. I I will. Do you not want to? Do you think it's like? I think I already know what they're gonna say. Okay. So I don't. I'll watch it. I think you should. Everybody's talking about it. It's a really quick one. It's like an hour and a half long. It's super quick. It. It's not multiple like episodes. Nope. Okay. Just an hour and a half documentary, real quick and easy. Um, I, I, I should have watched it last night. I lost uh, a couple hours of my life watching that debate <laughs> that I'll never get back. That was the worst thing uh, I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was even, I don't even know that there was anything to watch. I just, I feel like it was just, it like, was terrible. It was like my kids I watched, arguing in the back seat. I should have watched Netflix, uh, <laughs> The Social Dilemma. Yes. How The Social Dilemma relates to your business, uh, Rachel Height wrote this for Inman. Mm -hmm. And so she breaks it down into three categories. The presentation, talking about the actual documentary. She was a little disappointed in how the creators just assumed consumers have no idea how manipulated they actually are on social media by algorithms. I would, I mean, I would agree with this for an adult. You've got some points that... To, for kids, well, obviously. So, but even as, but even as an adult, I, 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 I mean, obviously, you know that you're being manipulated. But like the documentary goes into how, how, how educated. I mean, so, so some of these code writers were yeah. writing code to to get you to literally every few seconds check your phone, like. These notifications are on purpose for you Which, to then re-engage because the the longer yeah, you're off your of phone, course. yeah. Which I've turned all those off. Yeah, you should. You should. But yeah. still, like, like, they're, they're, like the, the scrolling is, is like slot machines. Like So and, so I think it, what it goes into is not just so much about the fact that you are being manipulated, but the amount of like effort and um, teaching and code writing like that is going into and not and again all these guys I mean when you look at their credentials like they were at Facebook and then they were at Google and then they were at Pinterest and then they were on Instagram I mean it's pretty much the same five guys just rotating around making each of these um Right, but apps so but but what's going into it though to where one guy said that he had to actually write a code to get himself to not be addicted because he himself fell into the trap yeah. that he himself had like had written I I guess I hear her, but I'm I, like you said. I mean, here's so the, the, thing, the kids, though, like, they they, they, they right. did talk about children. They talked about they they did talk about the fact that girls in middle school from 2009, like suicide rate has like drastically yeah, and, and, and increased. All and, that stuff is real and it's legitimate with our youth. We're gonna take the youth out of it for this because yes, um, it's about your business. Because it's about your business. Yeah. But you made a point, and we're just talking adults right now, that this code writer had to create a another code for him to stop using his phone as much. Yes. You know that if you drink too much, you're going to get hung over. Well, but I keep doing it. But you keep, <laughs> not all the time, but potentially there are times where maybe you'll have a couple of drinks extra that'll make you hung over. Right. You know this, yet so many people, like, especially watching this, real estate agents, 95% of you guys drink, right? Like it's in our industry. Everybody's drinking, having a t- you know, doing events or whatever. 
uh, the old broke agent joke is like, well, it's the same exact drinking. thing though. They're, they're, they're triggering the same thing that alcohol is and the same thing that yeah. drugs are right. like it's, it's releasing Correct. En- endorphins that Correct. M- make you feel instantly gratified. My point is no matter how much, you know, you're being manipulated or don't know, it's still a personal choice. You're still choosing to go out and have that drink or choosing to go and kill yeah. three hours on the Instagram feed. The other part of it is like people, you'll hear people blame Facebook or Instagram or TikTok for feeding them a specific type of content. They're only feeding you content that you have searched on your own and shown a pattern to really research and search. I don't right. know if they got into that in the social media. It did. It, it, it certainly went into the fact that, you know, what my, what my online experience is is so vastly different than your online experience right. and what Sam's online experience is and what my husband's online experience is. Even with us living in the same home, like what my brother and my brother, what my husband is being fed and what I'm being fed, Correct. which again, he is, is, they really sort of went into the fact that that's why obviously entering voting season here, like why, why, why we're so polarized. That's exactly right. Like if your algorithm is feeding you one party information, right? We're in a two party You're not even getting the other half of the story. So that's why you're like, what these people didn't read this article. How can they still like so and so? It's like, I never saw that article, but it's on purpose. You're getting fed 99% of your feed information that says, you know, CNN is fake news. The minute you see the other side, you just automatically say fake news, right? right? Like there's that going on. So, and I'm not saying that it is or it isn't fake news. I'm just saying that when you see something over and over and over and over again, because that's the side that you believe in, right? it reinforces that you believe it more. You go deeper into that, of course, into that category yeah. or that division. So I, I do have to kind of disagree with her a little bit though on the presentation. Cause I, I think that, I think that there are a lot of people in this world that don't know. I mean, I, I look at like my mom and like my in-laws, like they're still answering those phones, giving their social security number over the phone. You know, I, I think that, I think a I lot know. of people. I mean, I see it with some, I, I actually walked into a client's house one time and they were in their 80s, their late 80s. And uh, they had a desktop and the desktop was like making sour sirens and it was like telling them to do weird things like in a weird voice. And they're like, oh my gosh, what should we do? I'm like, unplug it out yeah. of the wall. Like, like, throw it out it the off. window. I don't know. Like, is it like, turn it off for sure. Yeah. I are, do think that there are more people though that are not realizing how manipulated they are. Yeah, I guess. I sure. do. Um, I, would, I, would, I would say that, yeah, there are certain people that just don't get it. But I would agree with this article. I, th- I give human beings, I've always given human beings the benefit of the doubt. I feel like people do know it just like I know if I have, you know, four or five drinks, I'm going to be feeling it the next morning as opposed to one or two drinks. You know, that there's certainly, hmm. you know, I, I can try to convince myself that night, oh, if I drink a couple extra waters, I'm, I'm not going to be hungover. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be hungover that next day because well, but I, 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 I think, behavior. But I think you're also kind of comparing apples and oranges because this is, I mean, because again, we're talking about like, I, like what are you being fed to? So, I mean, you know that you're having alcohol, you know what the outcome is, but like things but I, are being fed to you on I, your screen. I have the option to go to the search bar and just look up what I want. Or I have the option to take it in the face. Well, off although of the feed. on Facebook, that's not necessarily true because obviously now there's sponsored posts where these people are now targeting I don't have to be you. in the feed. I can go no. directly to my private Facebook group and yeah. just engage there. It's, it's choices, folks. Like, yeah, you can say, well, I was at the party and... 
And like they just kept funneling beers no, down my throat, I, I totally or you can choose to go sip on some wine in the corner. Yes, you know. Yeah, I just, I, it's kind of. I'm feeling like I'm understanding what you are saying, 100. percent I just feel like it's a little different on this end, but. But but different how people don't have a choice on their phone that they chose to buy. No, they didn't no, even no. nobody even made you buy this. No, I hear thing you. I'm hearing. With. I'm hearing the choice. I'm hearing the choice. I'm agreeing it's an with obvious the choice. choice. Yeah, I'm agreeing with the choice. All right. So the consumers, the realities are spelled out are real and dangerous. But one major element missing from the film, what I just said, free will. It's all the idea of yep. free will. Okay. There are manipulations for yep. sure. And and what what she goes on to say is children and teens are especially susceptible. And, and we agree with that yes. for sure. Yeah. They don't I, even know better. I mean, correct. they don't even know better. No, I mean, think about it. You and I grew up without. But that's also the point though. Like you, these people want my daughter to feel fat because they then want to sell her the, the skinny pill. Well, they say that they say social media for uh, females in particular, like you know, grade school, high oh, it's school. Horrible. It, it's the, the chart worst. is like, yeah. and they said that it started right in 2009, which is exactly when, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Social media really no, yeah. sort of. It's it's there's, frightening. No it's frightening but for my we, children. It's frightening. As we look at it from the real estate business perspective, yes. right? Uh, she gets into the third category here: advertising. And the number one thing that she's caution agents the most about when it comes to advertising and uh, building a brand is no one should ever feel tricked into working with you. What I love about mm-hmm. YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or any of these platforms that us as, as agents have the ability for free, a lot of times if we just put in the work to create content and, and get our message out to more people is that we can really show who we are, right? right? And people are pretty you know, up to speed on when they're being tricked if they're watching a video of like, you know, you see those people all the time. I see it on YouTube, the ads of like, you know, do you want a business where you sit at home in your pajamas and you do right. nothing and right. all the money just keeps yep. flowing in? Those are people trying to trick you. Right. But if you are now educating your market on here's the numbers in the market, here's how many homes are available, here's how many are selling, here's what it looked like last month, right. here's what it looks like maybe next month, here's, you know, here's the stats, here's the data, mm-hmm. here's the trends. You're showing people that you know your business. You're not tricking anybody. You're just providing information. And to me, these platforms give us the best opportunity to do just that. And I do not believe for a second that these social media platforms are going to go away. They're going to evolve into something else that's even deeper than what we're doing right now. Of course. Like it's just going to go. Well, the amount of data that they have. I mean, maybe Facebook's going to become a brokerage. She talks about how we have to stop romanticizing the hustle culture, which pressure agents to churn out content like a 24-7 news cycle. Hmm. I'd say I kind of call that a racket, meaning... You do? I call it a racket of like, you better be churning out content. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, because you like churning out content. No, no, that's what I mean. Yes. So like she... But she's saying we have to stop like, just start encouraging housing industry to build contents that benefits the consumer. Yes. But if you actually want to build the big, <laughs> biggest Well, brand, but she's going on to saying that there the seems to content. be so much pressure on agents to become influencers. That's a great point. Yes. And, and so, and here's where I think we'll, we'll provide our biggest takeaway here is do not get on these social channels to become an influencer because then you are leaving your business, you're leaving your clients, hmm. your buyers and your sellers, hmm. like you're leaving them 
out to dry. You're right. you're not focused on the main thing, which is to provide the best service to your buyers and sellers. If your whole mindset is, I want to be an influencer, like I do social, I do this show, I do the, uh, you know, a lot of social media content for my real estate business. I'm real right. estate business person first. Right. So I think as long as um, your influencer is for your business. Yeah, but no, but I, I hear what she's saying. I mean, saying. I hate to call myself an influencer, but I mean, I very much run a business that's based on influencing, but it's really just to bring more value to yeah, my, my I, business. I think what she's but, saying but is... But I hear what she's saying, and I agree. I mean, you you know, and, and I think that you see a lot of that on, um, even on HGTV, though, with all of the agents on there. I mean, they're influencers. I oh, mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm certain I, that I'm they're selling homes. You but, will be disappointed if you think you're going to get to the Ryan Serhant level of influence or the, I don't know, name another one, right? Of that level of influence on social media. If you're, if you're making videos for that purpose, for that purpose, yes. the video is going to resonate with no one. If you're right. making a video to actually bring information and educate right. of value, then right. you're going to have a better chance of actually converting for your business. You're doing it for your business, right? Generating leads, awareness, yeah. brand. Et it's very interesting that she brought this um, documentary in as like a real estate spin. I thought it was a great spin. Great, it is a good little piece. It's a quick read. We'll link it up. All yeah, right. but I need you to watch. I need you to watch it. I'm now. gonna watch it. Please watch it. Sam's gotta go. We gotta run a, a quick marketeer of the week, Ooh. and the marketeer of the week is America's biggest artificial surf park. It's coming to Florida along with 800 new homes. Willow Lakes, a 200-acre development, will include at least 800 residential homes, 600 hotel rooms. Oh. A little risk there. So it's not like an exclusive. So the 800, it's not just like whoever's in the neighborhood no, no, has, no, no. gets to use it. So uh, you get the hotel So now it's like, it's like a Disney World. 400,000 square feet of retail, big risk there, and 125,000 square feet of office space. Another, wow. Another big risk, a lot of risks in this uh market tier of the week anyways well they're just spreading their 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 risk this surfing center and village is going to bring Surf thousand jobs to fort pierce yeah fort, fort pierce and it will be the largest surfing park i mean it looks beautiful it's blue it's like it's like a big lake but it's yeah. just a big blue Put lake that, put that photo up and now there's please. gonna be waves and surfing and then what's this is, that, is there like a little is that where you hang out while you're waiting to surf yeah. that little pool below probably get some mai tais or whatever they do there i'm gonna have to start following them on instagram it looks amazing it's gonna bring a whole bunch of jobs i would be scared as heck if i was um you know the developer of this project thinking about all the hotel retail and office space but when I just look at the surf parks, that's a growing industry. There, well, I guess there's a dozen of them that are under construction. I have right to now. be honest, though. I think that this is a really interesting time to get into all of those, though, because now what you'll probably end up doing is maybe going back to more of that sort of motel hotel where you have, you know, exterior entrances. There's probably mm. not going to be a, a ton of, you know, like I think if you, I think if you work like townhome hotels type of thing. Yeah, like I think if you work it that way, I think that you'll be a, like, that I think the hotels it'll be a lot, will be less, fine. a lot less COVID safe. Yep. Even your offices, like don't have like shared spaces, have every yeah, office I mean, has an exterior door. I mean, I think that you're, we're walking into something that it's so funny. Do you watch movies now and you're like, whoa, 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 they don't have any masks. Like they're spitting. Like you guys are spitting on each other. Like it's, <laughs> I don't, it's so funny I'm, how we're now all reprogrammed, but I think it is a really yeah. interesting time to be getting into the business though because i think if you're ahead of what's going on i mean it would suck if they were already built but 
No, no, it starts in 2021. Right, but I'm just saying, like, now it's like you you kind of, you you change. You have to pivot. Like, everyone has to pivot. Pivot yeah. it. Like, what, the, COVID what I like, safe. What I like, like about the marketer of the week is they're launching in 2021 or they're going to start to build. They're launching now. They're getting this information out here now. They're allowing people, that, especially that are passionate about surf, to right. engage with this pro- yeah. project now. I do think... I like the shtick, though. I mean, where else yeah. have there ever been, like, a little surfing community? No, this will be, they say... It. Probably the best one. So, and I do think communities have to have a major draw to them to pull off. They want an experience, retail, absolutely. I mean, we've always talked about the experience. Yeah. All right. So, job well done there. And uh, we'll have to go check it out. I got to watch the dilemma. Yeah, do it. Do the dilemma. I watch the. It's social dilemma. You have a a daughter, so who watches YouTube? You know, and I hear uh, the videos she watches. It'll be like little kids. Yeah, I mean, that's why my kids are just like, it's like op- teaching her they're to watching complain. hands just open eggs. I mean, it's a very interesting. All right. I'm watching the dilemma. If you've seen it, let us know in the comments. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. Keep it real.